this is Stephanie Hansen, and you are listening to The Makers of Minnesota, where we talk to cool people doing cool things. And I am here with Jason Westplate, and I am at Big Walk Coffee. And wow, a lot of manufacturing is happening right now. You just gave me a quick tour through the manufacturing facility. I got to, you know, I knew you guys had a coffee shop. I knew you had cold press. Like, you are, like, taking the cold press and the caffeine caffeinated world by storm in the canned beverage market, it sounds like. Yeah, it's been a whirlwind last five years. Uh, we still had the humble beginnings in 5-Watt Coffee. We started in the coffee shops. We're coffee shop guys. But what we've made out of that has kind of surprised even ourselves, and it's just been kind of an incredible journey. Tell me how you got started. I mean, just go from the beginning. Sure. So uh, 5 Watt, which most people are familiar with in the Twin Cities, was started by our partners, Caleb and Lee, two coffee shop veterans that found each other at another shop. And as they got talking about ideas and things they wanted to do in the future as far as coffee goes, they just kind of looked at each other one day and said, we should, we should just do this. Sure. And out of that weird dream came 5 Watt. Um, and almost immediately on 5 Watt's opening, uh, I had just left working with Dunn Brothers. Um, I did some consult work on their food and wine and beverage program that was new to a couple of their accounts, and I was excited to see what the next thing was. And uh, when 5 Watt opened, I was just stunned by how innovative and incredible and different it was than everything else. Yeah, and also just the like sheer quality of the goodness of the coffee. Yeah, most definitely. It's been, uh, from the very beginning, a, a very quality-focused, very creative and inventive-focused uh, company. And so birthing that into Big Watt, which is kind of like taking what 5 Watt does, but moving it into the world in a big way, hence the, I don't know, maybe, <laughs> maybe clever name, um, it's, it's been kind of this amazing journey. So for 5 Watt's very first open streets, which anyone in the Twin Cities is yeah. familiar with all those different incredible block parties, uh, we decided to hand bottle 12 dozen cases of cold-pressed coffee. And it took Lee and myself, I think, a week and a half to make it, about a week and a half, if not two, to bottle it. And we did it all in the basement of 5 Watt, and it was super fun. Uh, we sold out of all the product almost immediately. We're like, that was great. Maybe next year we'll do two dozen. And within days, we had distributors knocking our doors down, assuming that we actually were making product to sell. And we kind of stepped back and said, I think we've got something here that is bigger than we thought it was. No pun intended. Um, and we started this process of, okay, if we want to do this for real, what is that really going to take and entail? And kind of how do we work on that plan? Can you help the listener understand what cold watt, or not cold watt, what cold press coffee is? Sure. So the simplest way of understanding this is it's not too dissimilar to cold brew coffee. It's taking um, roasted beans, grinding them, and then letting them sit on cool or cold water for an extended period of time. And what that does, a little bit different than hot brewing coffee, is you pull out different parts of the coffee. You don't pull out as much acid. You don't pull out as much oils. So you tend to get um, a sweeter coffee, something that's a little bit deeper in roasty profile. But from there, it kind of the sky's the limit. Every producer makes their product a little bit different. They focus on different origins or different countries and roast profiles. So you can do a lot of incredible things with cold press or cold brew. Um, for us here in Minnesota, we've always known it as cold press vernacularly. Um, we actually do some pressing of the grounds, which that's what's supposed to separate cold press versus cold brew. But if you had a cold brew, you've had a cold press. They're kind of the same thing. Okay. 
All right. So that's good to know. And who is the market for cold press coffee? So cold brew coffee, I'll call it yeah, from now on. Great, yeah, great question. Uh, initially, it was kind of people that were looking for things that were a little bit smoother. But it's really changed. Like in the last three, four years, especially with Starbucks and Caribou and some of the bigger giants putting it out on the menus and everyone kind of experiencing this product, it's everybody. Um, I always liked it in the warm weather because it was a way to have something that was still cold, still gave me my caffeine, still had a really good character and flavor, but maybe wasn't quite as acidic or bright as like a iced coffee, which yep. people have experience with. But lately it seems like everyone's drinking it year-round. Um, we're lucky enough that as Big Watt has grown, we sell our cold press across the entire country, and people are drinking it all year round. It's different ages. It's, it's different kegged. Depth. Oh, yeah. It's, it's kegged, canned, everything. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's really it's interesting to see the evolution of a new product. You know what I mean? An oh, old yeah, product, but so. repackaged in a different way and, and new, obviously. Totally. Um, which brings me to what I saw today, which is now you're also canning hard caffeinated seltzer waters. Yeah, it's it's kind of not hard, just seltzer waters. Hard means there's liquor, right? Hard means there's liquor. So okay. <laughs> unfortunately not hard. But um we kind of looked at the beverage beverage industry and for us we are coffee lovers, you know, tried and true. But we're also beverage people. We like creating things. We would like innovating. We like doing stuff that's new and exciting for us. And we've been making at the shops almost since they opened this product called bittered water. Um, which was just taking the cocktail bitters that we make at 5-Watt and putting them into a water just like a LaCroix or a Bubbly Water or a Dasani, like just being a very nice, clean product. Um, And as we kind of looked at the landscape, we're like, you know, more and more people have moved off soda, more and more people have moved off energy drinks. So can we offer something that fits that gap but does it in a way that still is true to us? And that means clean, and that means natural. So we are launching our line of caffeinated sparkling water. The caffeine comes from green caf- green coffee. So it's the exact same caffeine that's coming out of our decaf that we sell in the shops. And then still using um, our delicious bitters that we make ourselves in conjunction with true botanical flavors. It's so 100% good. Plant-based. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's so good. And I... I Right away, the thing I said to you, which I'm sure it was like music to your ears, I was like, and it doesn't have a weird aftertaste. Because that that's so what a lot of them, like, no offense, what is the um, White Claw? No offense. Yeah, yeah. But there's like a weird kind of aftertasty part. Yeah, and that gets tricky. It's really hard to make something taste good and be stable. And, and it's just water. And, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So a lot of people use stuff that maybe is okay according to the FDA, but for us it's like, if it's going to say grapefruit, I want it to come from a grapefruit, and that shouldn't be that complicated, and that's kind of been Big Watt's mentality from the beginning. All of our products are, if it says it's on the can, that's what it is. So we just kind of went that direction. How many 5 watts do you have now? So we have four locations now. So there's the original um, on 38th and Nicollet, our second one, which was the East Hennepin location um, that's kind of uh, right before 35. We are in the Keg and Case public market. And kind of a fun and exciting story is where Caleb and Lee met, our two founders, um, at the old Bull Run spot on Lindale, is now a 5-watt since April. So four locations, really kind of full circle. It's been really cool. Something that I've been wanting to ask, I was I actually had this written down right. before you guys contacted me about the podcast. And what is it about your company that makes you produce a radio station? <laughs> so this is the weird thing. Both Caleb and Lee and myself 
all were bass guitar majors in college. I don't know if that's a it's <laughs> weird. It's a great advertisement yeah. for bass majors, but for us, music has always been intrinsically part of who Five Watt and Big Watt are. Um, the name Five Watt even comes from an old uh, recording studio that Caleb created called Five Watt Studios, and it comes from a five watt amplifier. That amp is Americana. It's honky tonk. It's unpretentious. And for us, it's kind of been our attitude. We care a lot about what we do, and we put a lot of energy and quality into our product. We want to care about that. It's not our, our customers and our partners' jobs to care about that stuff. They just want to have a good time. They just want to enjoy it, and that's what we want to give them. So for us, it's we'll do the cool stuff. We'll make it right. Just have a good time and enjoy the ride with us. So do you, I mean, I literally have that app on my phone and have <laughs> yeah. for some time. Right. And I, I remember the first time I went into, I, I guess I went into the one in Northeast mm-hmm. and then there's a stage there yeah. and then there's like this app. I was like, well, that's cool. I'm going to download that app. Yeah. Do you program the music? Oh, we it's do. great. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. I love it. Thank you. So It's like on the regular oh, on yeah. my phone. Awesome. That's so encouraging Like here. almost as much as Spotify. <laughs> and that's why when I sat down, I'm like, okay, I'm going to ask you something okay. that's going to throw you for a loop. But. That's awesome. So for us, it was so much of our staff comes from the music scene because we came from the music scene. And Caleb had always said, I can train anybody to, to make a latte. I can't train anyone to be a good personality and that person that's going to create that regular mentality. So for us, a lot of our staff is into music. They're recording artists, and they're incredible in their own right. And we just wanted to give not only them, but like local music, a vehicle to be supported, to be heard out in the universe, and really kind of fit in with our brand. Another kind of weird story for you is I was, this was the same day that I downloaded the app, actually. I was getting a cup of coffee, and, you know, you order your thing, I ordered my thing, and the guy behind the register, and I wish I could remember his name, he was wearing overalls. I remember that. (laughs) One-armed overalls. Do you know who I'm talking about? I'm pretty sure I know who you're talking about. Um, We've had the most incredible barista staffs. We've had the best managers, and the biggest thing was they're their own personalities in their own right, and it's, it's a thing where we've had people come in. People leave, but it's always been on, like, wonderful terms, really encouraging yeah. people. And it's exciting to know, like, so many people have gone on to do, like, really cool stuff in music or be part of awesome organizations. So it's, yeah, it's, it's just such an awesome group. So I order my thing, and he goes, mm, are you sure you want that? And I was like, well, yeah, I think I do. Right. He goes, but there's so many other good things. Right. Like, what if you got this thing mm-hmm. or that thing? And he's throwing out these other copies. Right. And at first I was kind of like, well, I don't know. And then he was so nice about it mm-hmm. and so genuine and so funny. Right. He sold me something that I'd never had before mm-hmm. and he made it. And then he like watched me because he, <laughs> he was like, if you don't like it, you don't have right. to have it. Right. But it was super good. I awesome. think it was something with raspberry in it. It oh, might have. Yeah. It was really delicious. Yes. Yeah. And I would have never ordered it. Right. And I've ordered it since. Mm-hmm. And I just thought, you know, that's. You know, Starbucks is fine. Mm-hmm. Caribou, fine. Yeah. And sometimes I like that consistency that you can't get at a local right. coffee shop a lot of times. Mm-hmm. But then the local coffee shop has something else. Right. Yeah, and most definitely. It has that guy. Mm-hmm. And it has your app. And it has just a whole different flavor. Yeah. So I really have felt connected to 5 Watt because I felt like there was care and attention that, that was so going awesome. on behind the scenes. 
And again, you didn't pay me for this. You didn't know. Right. I, you, you said we met before, and I right. didn't even remember that we met because you've been on a radio <laughs> show. So I just want you to know that that really, whatever is going on in that aesthetic and uh-huh. what you're trying to create worked for me so as awesome. just a consumer. So that is the best thing we can ever hear. When we started 5 Watt, a big focus was this really intense, this really deep specialty coffee menu that wasn't the most similar to everything else out there. We were using cocktail bitters and house-made syrups and de-alcoholized Campari. Sure. Stuff that for us as people coming from the, the, not only the coffee scene, but also had a lot of experience in, in the bar and the cocktail scene, kind of brought all this stuff over and... I had experienced the height of like cocktail pretension and I apologetically say I was probably part of that cocktail pretension at one point in time. But I realized when you're making something that you put a lot of care into and you're trying to be creative in a way that's exciting, if you're not going to share that in a way that someone is also excited in as well, then it's just annoying. Exactly. So it's, (laughs) we've had such a wonderful staff that understands that yes, that can be complicated and being willing to not only answer questions, but guide people through that process to get them to try something that maybe is a little bit out of their comfort zone, but is still incredible is just the best thing we can ever accomplish. So how do you take that aesthetic, that experience, that desire and translate it into a can? Because all you have is the design. Right. So it's a tricky thing for us. It's staying true to some foundational principles. It's being really honest in what's in that product. It's being very succinct in how we get our flavors. So um, when we're talking about our coffee in can, beyond our delicious circuit breaker, just delicious coffee, um, all of our um, other flavors that we've put out are things that existed in the shop that we had there for years that were tried and true, that people loved, and we felt very confident in the product that we created. So when I'm selling you a salted lavender and grapefruit cold-pressed coffee, it's a little bit of a challenge But as specialty coffee has expanded, as second wave beverage has started to expand and people wanting to be not only excited by products, but have their drink be functional as well and clean and just something that they can feel good about. It's really worked well for our culture and the products we create. What other influences you mentioned music, like what kind of bands do you like? (laughs) It's always a funny thing when you get music majors together in a room because we will always kind of agree on some old standards, but we always fight about stuff too. We fight about the white stripes. Half of us love them. Half of us hate them. (laughs) We'll fight about like new wave eighties music. Um, I am probably the outlier. I, if you're, if you put a good dance beat to anything, I love it. I can't help but move. But Caleb is that very true honky tonk Americana. He loves jazz. He loves blues. He likes things that are kind of that rich American thing. And Lee, he's still like, what's exciting too is Lee is still out gigging all the time. He plays with Four on the Floor. He plays with a bunch of other bands that like tour the Midwest and just plays like good down and dirty rock. And it's, it's, kind, of, it's kind of fun to still get together and talk about that stuff that thankfully isn't so far in our past. It's like, oh, you know, it was so fun when we did music 100 years ago. It was like, no. We're still in it. We're still doing stuff, and it's still something we care about really strongly. Are you all equal partners? We are, and that's been the important thing, too, is making sure as we grow this thing, which takes a lot of work and a lot of attention, and it's something where it could very easily cause us to be distracted with everything that's going on, knowing that we're all in this together and we all have the same stake in this thing has just been incredible. I think a lot of times when you've got bigger partnerships, people always feel like, It's going to be too many arguments, too many cooks in the kitchen. And for us, it's really been more people to rely on 
and support each other in kind of the shared vision. And with three people, like you make a vote and it's mm-hmm. kind of two, two to one or yeah. three to zero, yeah. however that math works. How do you, like, do you have silos that you focus in so that you don't step on each other's toes? Yeah, yeah. And so since things have changed and grown, we actually have four, there's four of us. So okay. there's, there's Caleb Malie, the founders, and then Alex my, and myself who kind of came in after the fact. Alex and myself focus on Big Watt kind of exclusively. Yep. So Alex is our CEO. I'm in charge of production, development, and process. Um, Caleb and Lee are, are, are shop specific. So they're every day in the shops focusing on not only making those better, but looking at how we're going to expand to the next phase and the next thing. Um, and it's, it's worked out well where we kind of hit our strong suits, but at the same time can move in and out when there's something that Lee is just good at in Big Watt and he's going to be over here working on that. Or Caleb needs to help out like packaging coffee or I need to be over on a line like bagging something uh, up for roasted coffee beans. It's, there's still a lot of like manual labor. Manual labor. I was surprised yes. when I came in. Like yeah. you were working on a line, you we are bottling. We still do all of our stuff. And canning, not bottling. But. Yeah. In the beginning, we were not thinking this is what this would be. We thought we'd go the route that everybody else goes. Yeah, you talk to a big giant place where they make things and we kind of assumed they would make stuff for us. And you start to realize as a beginning brand or a beginning business, they don't have time for you. And we didn't want to do things the way that they said we would have to do them which led us to building our own production facility, which we roast our own coffee. We brew our own cold brew. We've got our own canning line. We have all this giant equipment that we never expected to have. But that also means as, as difficult as it can be, as laborious as it can be, we still have our hands in everything. It's still, it's still that thing where handcrafted joy is on our cans. And it was kind of this goofy tagline we packed on the beginning. And it's like, yeah, we still did it in that basement, but... Even now on this scale, we're still doing everything ourselves, and it gives us not only a lot of confidence, but it's a lot of pride. It's like, I'm really happy with the stuff we make, and I know when it goes out the door, whether you're going to experience it in a five-watt coffee shop or you're going to experience it in California at some grocery store, that I know what I'm giving you is the best that I can, and the team here is unbelievable. So a lot of pride in what we do. It's one thing to can something and put it in your own coffee shop. Mm -hmm. You have four, so you'll have a certain amount of success with it, but that's probably not enough. Right. It's definitely not enough. So, so now you're marketing and you're in, you're competing with the Pepsi's and Cokes and Starbucks. And how do you do that? Oh, with a lot of help. Like it's a bizarre thing. How big Watt has expanded and grown. We knew we had something great. We, we loved our product. People really enjoyed it. We had um, a process that allowed us to make our coffee without the traditional pasteurization methods, which was really exciting because it still tastes clean and delicious and good in the same way it did years ago when we still made it in the shop in a small scale. Um, but what that did was allow us to leverage incredible partnerships that were probably above our pay grade. Yeah. So what helped us expand is just bringing people onto the Big Watt team that had experience in beverage or had experience in national sales on the grocery side that we would have never had access to if we hadn't cared about our product the same way we had. So, so, so let me just pick at that a second mm-hmm. because you have these four guys. Yep. You're probably all living reasonably off of the money that you're making from these coffee shops. <laughs> And now you have to hire a national sales right, guy yeah. who's probably a seventy to $100,000 player, yeah. which probably meant that you had to go without some income oh, or yeah. you had to leave a, a period of time where you probably weren't making money. 
is that the type of decision that you had to make when you made that decision? Yeah. So kind of right off the ground with um, Big Watts starting so early into 5 Watts creation, uh, Caleb and Lee were pulling a very meager salary when they first started. When I came on board, I made nothing. Yep. Uh, Alex, when he came on board, uh, successful developer, he was a lawyer in the past. Like His experience has been more on how do we actually legitimize this as a business? And to focus his energy, especially to come in here as the CEO and all of us just basically just doing this because we believed in it. It's been a challenge, but we also realize we're so thrilled with what we've accomplished, with what we've created. And, and we how have, many years in are you? So we're five years on five watt, four years on big watt. Okay. So you're right about oh yeah on this cuspy. First of all, they say if you've worked for yourself for five years, you're unemployable. Right. So welcome to the ranks of the unemployed. Right. <laughs> Unemployable. Right. Um, and that is about where you can, if your business is going well and things are going well, that you can start to like make a living instead mm-hmm. of just paying your bills. Right. And that's kind of changed for us literally in the last few months. Yep. Um, a big part of that was not only our product starting to do well, It we're in 34 states now, which... I would have never believed would have happened. What, did that come primarily because of the salesperson? Yeah. yeah. So we were, like, when we started, it was pretty humble. Um, we, we first made our product in St. Paul. At, shout out to Burning Brothers Brewing. Those guys are incredible for letting us do stuff in their space that no one else would let you do. Um, but we worked with co-op partners. We were kind of nine states, really local. We made, like, 500 cases of product a month. It was enough to be exciting, but, like, Moving into this national space, working with people that had experience, and what was really cool is our sales brokers came from 5Watt. They, that was kind of their office space, and when they found out we had a product, they're like, let us work with you. Whatever deal we need to make, we believe in this stuff, um, we're excited about it, and so we probably got access to things more so because we were good people and we made good places then maybe we were even qualified to get access to. And I want to just stop there for a second because that's really, when I look at like super successful brands that have been local and have started to make that leap, it really does come down to a lot of the people are just good people. They're helpful. They ask for help. They want to be successful. They want to invite you in. They're not like covert. Mm -hmm. They're just like, oh my gosh, yeah, I totally want to do this, but I have no idea what I'm doing. Right. Like it's, that's a very common thing is being a good person. Yeah. Having, treating employees well. We don't talk about some of those soft-sided things, but honestly, I'm here to tell you, if you're not some of those soft-sided things, you're going to get hung up. Oh, yeah. Because they're so if someone's a good person and they're trying to do the right thing and they're treating their employees well and they're earnest and they want help, they're going to surpass you if you're mm-hmm. a jerk. Yeah, oh, most definitely. And I think so much of that culture coming out of the shop and that being, you know, Caleb's mentality and attitude right from the get-go was love all, serve all, treat everybody with respect, have that that regular mentality. Everyone that comes into a five watt, we want to make sure when they leave, they're like, I want to come back, maybe because the product was really good, but just because I felt welcome and I felt like someone paid attention to me and cared about me. And for us as ownership, the fact that like I'm still gonna be out on that line canning coffee in the next half an hour because all of us are willing to pitch in and do the work that needs to get done, I would be thrilled when we get to the point where like we can start stepping outside of some of this stuff and, and focusing on 
creating new things and getting those next points. But there's still something about every one of us being willing to just do what needs to get done because we believe of where this is supposed to go. When you look at the last five years, I feel like coffee shops have changed too and that they've become mobile workspaces. (laughs) And I'm not sure a lot of the coffee shops kind of wanted that or anticipated Mm -hmm. that. You can tell when I go to your space, like there's tons of outlets. It's very set up for mobile working. Is it irritating to be a coffee shop owner and have people camp out at your place all day and buy two cups of coffee? I think if you get frustrated with it now, you're behind the times. I mean, it's just what the coffee shop culture is. And for us, we have these people that are there every single day. And yeah, they might be working, but they're also incredible evangelists for our brand. And they are there all the time loving our product and they've got good relationships with us. And we've pulled photographers to do photo shoots for stuff or uh, designers or the, the, exa- the, the, uh, the sales brokers we've got. Yeah. We would not have gotten if they weren't running their meetings out of five watts for other companies and other brands. So it's one of those things where it's kind of the culture where it's at. And for us, it's let's use it to the best of our ability by just being good partners together yeah and then maximizing what opportunity is right in front of you yeah totally fighting the wave um okay if you're a solopreneur and you're working at a coffee shop yeah you buy your cup of coffee Uh that's a given you gotta buy one Uh is there like if you're there for three hours or more you need to buy two (laughs) like what's the math for the solopreneur so i that's reasonable and decent that treats you respectfully and makes them not feel like creeps. We never put that parameter because it can be so tricky. And I think for the most part, especially the people that do this on the regular, they understand. And, you know, we're, we're, we're still a small business. We're still focusing on, on, on turnover. So like, yeah, if you're getting a, a cup of coffee, you know, every, every hour and a half or two, that's, that's probably fine. Or, you know, Go to the East Hennepin location. Get a pizza. Do something else. It's that's totally cool. If you want to stay there for four hours, I forgot and, you have total food there. Yeah, yeah and it's good, it's good yeah. too. Um, if you want to hang out for four hours and you can only afford a cup of coffee, that's cool. You have good bagels there. Yeah, we're never going to tell anybody to leave, but yeah, I mean, just just be cool. Yeah, it's it's funny because I, someone's like, I don't know, like if I'm there for more than two hours, I feel like I need to go for that second cup of coffee. But sometimes it's in the afternoon and it's right. late, and yeah. then I don't want to have the caffeine. And yeah. people have conversations uh-huh. about this. Um, do you see there being like, what's the next thing? Is it you're in all these markets, you're going to mm-hmm. keep doing this, or are you going to like make exclusive coffee carts that you can roll out at NBA games mm-hmm. and like? What's the next, are you, I suppose you don't want to give me your secret sauce, no. but I mean, are there bigger ideas brewing in the big watt brains? So we're always thinking about the next things. It's one of those things that fortunately or unfortunately we can never shut off. We're always excited about what's new and what's next. Um, I think coffee in general is, is changing in really exciting ways. And even though when 5 Watt first came out and the specialty menu thing was, was new and innovative, it's incredible to see what all the shops in town now and just even on a national level are starting to focus on and, and, and doing next. But as far as Big Watt goes, I think what's going to be changing is just what's changing in beverage in general. Nutraceuticals. Nutraceuticals. People wanting to get good things out of what they consume on a constant basis. So there's nothing wrong with those treat products. I love them. Uh, but people are realizing if I'm going to have a sparkling water every day, or I'm going to have a coffee every day, or a juice, like, I kind of want to get something more out of it. 
So we're always looking for the next things as far as like new proteins or um, adaptogenic components or terpenes or there's just so much innovative and exciting things happening that are just kind of sitting on the horizon that I don't necessarily know what we'll do next. I just know we will be doing something different and new on relatively a constant basis just because we get too excited about doing fun new things. I feel like we're going to develop, you're going to develop a water where we can lose weight. Well, <laughs> if if we can do that, that would be You amazing. know what I mean? Like yeah. think about, and, and maybe like caffeine is part of that. Obviously mm-hmm. people in the 60s, they did, what did they, little de- dexedrines oh, and all those yeah. dieting things. But there probably is something like, we're just brainstorming here, but like right. when you smoke a cigarette, I used to uh-huh. smoke uh-huh. and I was always skinny when I smoked. Sure. Everybody's skinny yeah. when they smoke. And then you stop smoking and you immediately gain 20 pounds. Right. It's not necessarily because you ate more because I was exercising twice as much uh-huh. and only eating carrots yep. and I still gained 20 pounds. So there's something in those cigarettes that was like revving my metabolism sure. up, right? Yeah. I know that someone knows what that is yeah. and I want to put that in a sparkling water <laughs> that isn't going to kill me, right? but could help, you know, uh-huh. like I feel like we're, those are the types of things that are going to be coming. Yeah. And you mentioned like CBD oil. Let's yes. talk about that. Yeah. So we are launching literally in the next few weeks, um, a partnered product with a company balanced, um, that's here in the twin cities as well. Um, they've been in the CBD game almost from the inception, and they're brilliant in not only the products they create, but also their understanding of CBD and its benefit in health and wellness. So for the last year, they've been producing um, tinctures and salves and balms and things in the beauty space that really kind of adopted CBD first and understood its value. Um, right out of the gate, we were working on CBD beverage they kind of saw some sort of alignment that would make sense. And so we in Balance are launching uh, a sparkling water line that includes uh, 20 milligrams of nano-isolate CBD, so zero THC. It's completely safe to consume uh, in conjunction with terpene components that are in their um, tincture line. And what these terpenes do is kind of change things from just I'm consuming CBD to consume CBD to I'm now consuming it for benefits and relaxation, or I'm uh, consuming it for focus or um, other elements to kind of like tailor that CBD experience and your daily consumption to have more of a purpose. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah, it's good. And CBD is so odd to me because a lot of it is crappy. Yeah. A lot of the products don't work. Right. But then you will hit on one that does work and you're like, Oh, this is what everybody's talking about. But you might have tried nine things before you get to the one that works. Yeah. And it's the market's so unregulated and just been flooded with crap. Mm-hmm. You know, everything, oh, CBD doesn't work. Well, no, it does. You just have to find the right application for you or the right. And maybe everybody's brains process it different. I don't yeah, know. Totally. Um, I use it for my dog and there's a lot of pet CBD oil totally, yeah. that, you know, I used a bunch of different things and then I got the thing that did work. And I was like, oh my gosh, I've given you 10 things that didn't work, but this one seems to work. And I have like been able to cure an aging dog's anxiety simply by giving her these little drops. It's, it's life changing for her. Yeah. It's, it's a funny thing. So when we started getting into this game, I didn't really have any experience with it at all. Um, and it's been kind of this unregulated wild west. Everyone's excited about it. Nobody really knows what it does or how to use it or how much to consume. 
So working with a, a partnership like Balanced and their experience in it, um, being able to produce in a facility in Wisconsin that understands what they're doing and we still have complete control of the manufacture of everything has just been invaluable. So um, one of our guys here, um, he takes CBD every night because he's like, I had insomnia. Like literally since adulthood, I've never had a good night's sleep. And now with just a little bit of CBD before he goes to bed, he's like, I get consistent sleep. I sleep eight hours. It's perfect. Um, another one of the guys here, um, he had anxiety issues. And also, too, with, with the quantity of caffeinated beverages we're putting out of this space, we drink a lot of coffee. We drink a lot of caffeinated sparkling water. It can kind of get to you. Yeah. But being able to have a CBD product that kind of tempers down that anxiety or makes that caffeine not quite as intense when you're having five cups of coffee a day, it's incredible. Oh, see, I'm so excited. So when will that come out? So we are working to have kind of a beginning of November launch. Um, they're really specific in kind of their intentionality and and who they partner with. So we are just wrapping up some meetings with some excellent distribution partners and have some very excited retailers like in wait. So I can't say anything entirely sure. yet, but... But soon, very soon. Would it also be something we could find at 5 Watt when you start making it or not? I, I can't say definitively okay. yes, but yeah, you can totally find it at 5 Watt. Okay. All right. That's good because <laughs> I'm interested in trying it. And yeah, that's great. I, I just, I think CBD has a lot of uses. I'm surprised. I'm like the last person that you would think I'm so afraid of drugs. Mm-hmm. I've never done any drugs. Well, I've done some, but barely. <laughs> My family makes fun of me. My right. super prim sister has mm-hmm. done 10 times more drugs than I have. Um, but I was a cancer patient. Mm-hmm. And when I was in chemo, people were telling me to smoke pot. I tried it, but it just I was like burning me right. from the inside out. Like, oh, I'm not going to do that. But I do think that for a lot of people, this CBD mm-hmm. has a lot of uh, potential uses to help people. Oh, and definitely. Anxiety alone. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a real thing for lots of people. And yeah. if you can give yourself something that can help you turn your brain off for just a little bit Mm -hmm. without, you know, having a whole chemical profile of all the lorazepam and all the other things that come with that. Yeah. So it's pretty interesting. Yeah. Well, lots of cool things happening. It's fun to talk to you. Yeah. Likewise. I'll continue to listen to the radio station. Awesome. Thank you. I'm very excited about these new products. Uh, I'll put a picture on the Instagrams for makers of Minnesota, also on the Facebooks. And where can people find more information about you if they're interested in distributing or just yeah. finding out where these products are located? So you can always check out our website, bigwattcoffee.com, um, where we try to be active on, on Instagram and Facebook. So if you ever have any questions, don't ever hesitate to shoot us a message. Um, and yeah, we're always excited to let people know what we've got going on. All right. Congratulations. Well, thank you.